Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that continues to celebrate the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live work and play every single morning and thank you for listening at 103.1 that's super talk guff coast or you might be on super talk tv or maybe you're choosing to look, watch us later or listen to us later on your favorite podcast the super talk mississippi youtube page the super talk guff coast uh, facebook page or the super talk uh, uh super talk mississippi facebook page but it, however you choose to listen we're there in multiple formats so, so that you can find your, your daily inspiration from, from Coast View. Um, you know, the real essence of life is really knowing your purpose. It's seeking health and happiness for yourself and for those around you and living every single day as if it were your last. That, that's the essence of life. Everyone has a contribution to make. Everyone. I'm honored to seek the essence of my guest every single day. You know, one of the big questions I get from friends is, and I've said this on past shows that I would share some of this with you is, you know, at, you know, you know, do, am I enjoy doing coast view? I mean, I have to do this show every single day. They know I retired early and I had been retired for about four years. And uh, then I agreed to do this show. They often ask me if I've lost my mind, uh, but they want to know that after a year, am I happy I started this show? Well, my answer is absolutely a resounding yes. Uh, I'm thrilled uh, that I had the challenge uh, of developing Coastview. And also, I usually add this, that, that anything worth doing, it takes effort. It takes focus. It takes determination. Um, I don't wing Coastview. I always, at the very least, try to, try to make every show like it, it's the, it, to, to make the best, each show the best it can be. I know from my own experience and observations over a lot of years that if you try to wing something, People will see through it. They'll, 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 they'll see that you weren't prepared. So I'm not, if I'm not genuinely interested in each of my guests, uh, you're not going le- to learn, and you're not going to be inspired, and you're not going to come back and, and want to get more inspiration. So at the core of this show, Coastal, Coastal, uh, is a love for Coastal Mississippi. That goes for me. That goes for our guests. That goes for you, the listener. Coastal Mississippi in every respect, deserves our best effort. After all, we're celebrating on the show the contributions of, of a lot of amazing people who are making a difference here. And that's inspiring to me, and I hope it's inspiring to you. The growing numbers at 103.1, um, you know, I think uh, are, are moving in the right direction and make a statement. The significant growth of video views and the social media engagement that I've shared before all sort of quantify the growing success of Coastview. At the core of this show, though, is that we're talking about people who are making a difference and setting a positive example for, uh, for others. It motivates us to raise the bar higher and to, and to kind of take our game to the next level. Uh, we could be inspired by their personal characteristics. It, it might be uh, that, we, that we can see in them the winners that they are, and that's inspiring to us. It could be that we're inspired by their commitment to the community or their success in business. Uh, we could be inspired by their story. You know, there's so many great stories. How did they get to where they are in their lives? There's something to learn from all of them. But here's something that they all seem to share in common. 
that they operate from, from the point of view of a very positive mindset. Um, and they had deep within them this quality I call dogged determination. In other words, tell them they can't achieve something and they're going to prove you wrong. <laughs> they're, they're definitely going to prove you wrong. And if you want an example of that, watch my Coast View session with David Machado and Brad Pitano from last week. Now, this, it's a great story about determination and dreaming and action. Here's another thing that I've learned from virtually every guest that I've had the opportunity to spend time with. Um, and it's sort of related to positive mindset. They hate negativity. <laughs> they can't stand negativity. In fact, there's usually something in their, there, there's usually nothing in their story that involves tolerating negativity. They work hard to keep negativity out of their lives. Now, there might have been a point in their lives where there was some negativity that was uh, aimed toward them that caused them to want to take action or seek, you know, to prove themselves. But in almost all cases, there's this significant positive framework that surrounds them. You can't achieve success in life, in the community, in business, in your own personal goals, surrounded by negativity. Uh, there are so many other qualities in my guess, so many more. But what I believe strongly is that the cumulative impact of all of these, uh, all of us, to, uh, to all of us, of the inspiration that comes from a daily dose of Coastview can have a really immeasurable impact on uh, coastal Mississippi in a positive way. It's sort of like the snowball that's going down the hill. The compounding positive effect of our focus on the people who are working to build a stronger coastal Mississippi will enlighten, and it will also inspire others to want to make their own contributions. So this, that's why I did this show. Inspiration can be a very powerful tool. It can motivate entrepreneurs to launch a business. It can make volunteers seek extraordinary ways to meet unmet needs in the community. It can even result in strategic investments to create new opportunities in coastal Mississippi. And it can help you reach your personal goals that you may have set for yourself. Inspiration is an amazingly powerful tool. It fuels success. So back to the question that's often asked of me and my closest friends, am I glad I started Coastview? Yeah, you bet I am. I'm deeply honored to be given this privilege and trust to dive into my guests looking for the essence of each of them while telling their stories. And as long as I'm energized by that, I'll continue to do this show, and I will continue to thank you for listening and seeking your own inspiration. With all of that in mind, let's shift the gears. I have a terrific gift, a guest today. Uh, one of the things I talk about on this show a lot is the, the, the role that the military plays in Mississippi, especially here in coastal Mississippi. You may not realize this, but there are actually seven military bases across the state of Mississippi, and that actually is not counting the significant Air National Guard president, the presence at the Gupport Airport. They have what is called the Gupport Combat Readiness Training Center there. It's not an official base, but they have a significant role that they play. There are three of the seven statewide uh, bases here, located here in coastal Mississippi. One is Keesler Air Force Base. One is Naval Station Pasigula, And the other is the Naval Construction Battalion Center in Gupport. We, better, we, we know that as a CB base. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what they do here in a second. But with all that in mind, I've invited Justin Urban uh, from the United States Navy to join me here this morning. He's drive, He's uh, joining me from the base, the CB base, and I uh, want to say good morning to you, Justin. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good morning, Ricky. I'm doing great. Listen, first of all, before we go any further, let me just say congratulations. 
Um, you were you were named a chief petty officer last week, and uh, you know I can't tell you how much I, I, I congratulate you, man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. You've had a you've had an incredible career, and I, what I, I will talk about what a chief petty officer is here in a second. But you've literally been deployed all around the world, and one of the things I wanted to point out is that the base that you're at today. It supports the units for the Naval Construction Force. It also has other tenants as well, but um, it prepares and supports all facets of mobilization of construction forces, including the reserves, literally around the world. And you've been deployed around the world. Where are some of the places that you've been deployed? Absolutely. I've been deployed to a lot of places, uh, Puerto Rico, Greece, Afghanistan, Iraq, Indonesia, and a few deployments to Spain. Wow, that that that's incredible. And we'll come back to some of that here in just a second. Where are you from, Brian? Uh, uh, Justin, I'm originally from Rochester, New York. And so, so how West, did you? How, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's the western side of the the state. How did you decide on the Navy? So when I was in high school, I did the Votech program for being an electrician, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, and I was looking for a little bit of a change in my life, so I decided to look into the military, and the Navy really appealed to me, particularly the CBs, because I could continue that education being an electrician. Well, it's in, it's, you know, you've, uh, you've, you've put yourself in a great position. Your official title is a, is a CB combat war specialist. I want you to tell me more about what that is, but you're decorated. You, uh, you've uh, some of some of your decorations include the Navy uh, uh, Commendation Medal, Army Commendation Ma Medal, Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal. You've got Good Conduct Medals, various other me medals, uh, unit citations and ribbons. Uh, you've really taken your role as a CB Combat Warfare Specialist very seriously, haven't you? I have absolutely. Uh, but it's been ingrained in us ever since I, I came to the coast and joined the CBs in 2001. Um, yeah, all the deployments that I've done, you know, we've supported a lot of really great missions, whether it be Iraqi freedom, enduring freedom, and even a lot of the humanitarian missions that we, we conduct. Uh, it, it's heart and soul into every mission we do. What's, uh, what's so interesting, as I mentioned earlier, when I, when I have conversations with representatives from, uh, from, from the CB base there, you know, first of all, I think people are surprised by it's not just the, the, the Naval Construction Battalion Center doesn't just have a presence there at that base, but they literally have a presence along the coast of Mississippi. And the deployments, as I mentioned earlier, are literally around the world. I mean, I mean, it's uh, it's I know that there's a huge staging area in, in Spain, but there there are theaters that that they're they're stationed in are literally around the world and you've had the opportunity to see that and i well, when we come back after the break i want to i want to talk about some of your some of your deployments along the way and um you know what were what were some of the things that you learned uh when we come back we'll continue our conversation with justin urban he was recently promoted just last week for a matter of fact to a chief petty officer uh, uh, uh rank and we'll talk more about what that means here in just a second we'll see you after this break Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
Welcome back to Koshu. As, as I pointed out at the beginning of the show, the, um, the, the opportunity to be inspired by the military role, the, the leadership in the community, the presence of military here along coastal Mississippi and across the state is really, is really significant. And I really appreciate my friend Brian Lamar, who's head of public affairs at the CB base, for being such a great friend to, to uh, Koshu and helping us make sure that we you know, are touching base with some of the people who are really making a difference there on the base. And today uh, we're having a conversation with a, a, a CB combat warfare specialist who recently was promoted to a chief petty officer. So come back to you, Justin. Justin, you've been in the CBs for over 20 years and um, you almost decided to get out, didn't you? I did. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the selection of the chief kind of came as a surprise. Uh, I, I found out I was selected a little over 20 years. I was exploring options on uh, the retirement side, put resumes out there and just trying to see what, what the rest of my life looked like. And lo and behold, I got selected and that changed, changed some plans for me. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm, 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 I'm happy for you because I know that you are very passionate about what you do and that this new role has a lot of opportunity in it. One of the things that, that Brian pointed out is that you've actually been stationed in Gulfport. Now, people need to understand when you're stationed in Gulfport, doesn't mean that you're not going to do some world traveling because you certainly have done that. But you've been stationed in the at the at the Gulfport base for 20 since 2001, which is really incredible. So you've seen you've seen the the post 9/11 time and how that impacted the work that you're doing and combat readiness around the world. You were there uh, after Katrina and, and saw the role that the CB base played after Katrina. But I mean, in the time that you've been there, uh, it's in, you've really seen really historic times, haven't you? Absolutely, Ricky. Yeah, it was it was pretty incredible. I left for a brief period of time after Katrina, but coming back to the coast, I mean, just watching the rebuilding, not just on our base, but the entire coast is absolutely incredible to see all of those changes in, in a positive direction. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I talk about it all the time. At the core of coastal Mississippians is uh, is this thing that we all know is resiliency. It's literally, it's really, it's part of our DNA, actually. And so we've been te- tested so many times by disasters and other challenges that we we've learned deep in our souls how to bounce back. And uh, it goes back to that point that I was making before you and I started our conversation, just the whole notion of dogged determination and don't tell us we can't achieve something and we'll prove you wrong. You know, that rebuilding effort after Katrina was really incredible. So tell me, what does a chief petty officer do? So chief petty officers, uh, to me, and what I've learned throughout this entire process and, and really my entire career, um, they they are the all-knowing, at least that was my my perception as, as a young troop growing up, you know, the chief always had the answer. They were always the one that we looked up to. Um, anything you ever needed, you went you went to the chief, and they had your answer. Uh, and you know, going through this process and learning the history, I mean, they really are keepers of that naval tradition of of the chief and passing that on to, you know, the next year of, of new chiefs that come on and just keeping that legacy and that tradition alive. So what I what I did what I what I learned as I as I did my own study about the role that you're going to play now that. They seek uh, they seek someone who's got tremendous technical expertise, which obviously you you've da- gained over a lot of years. Um, someone is a good administrator, and you know with 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 administrative abilities, you know there are a lot of pieces to that. Someone is a strong leader that people look up to, and and so you you're often sort of an intermediary between sort of higher level officers and the enlisted guys. 
but you have this this terrific role to play in helping keeping things sort of copacetic to the best of your ability. Did, did I describe that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail right on the head. Um, yeah, I mean, I I look back to the past leaders that I've had and, and try to emulate what they they instilled in all of us and try to be that great leader like they were in the way that you know they gave back to everyone else. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean. They're, they are that intermediate between, you know, maybe our officers and our, our junior troops and try to protect those junior troops, but also guide them at the same time. Well, you, you know, wonder why all the various you know arms of the military are so effective. But by building in a role like you just were promoted to a chief petty officer, it is a, is, it's a way to, to create um, a, a, per, a, a key leader in the process where sailors can have someone who can advocate for them. And that way you sort of, it's, got, it's like you have your ear on the ground to listen to, you know, is everything going okay? Do we need to, do we need to make adjustments? Are we listening properly? Are we taking feedback that we need to, to take? And that way you don't have a lot of uh, what I call, you know, nonsense that, that drives up. You got to, you can stay focused on the mission, but there are people involved in the process. And so it's really important to stay focused on the people. And that's kind of what your role is. Um, if you, if you think about the, the deployments that you had out of Gulfport, you know, as you pointed out around the world, what are, what's an, a deployment that really sticks out to you is one that you learned a lot about the whole process? Um, I think, I think for me, the most memorable deployment that I've had, uh, I believe it was 2010. We went to an Island called Timor Leste and it was, they, they had a lot of poverty and a lot of the schools that were there were, you know, affected from um, tsunamis, earthquakes, any natural disasters. So we went through and did an assessment on a school and we were just going to rehab it. And we decided that we need to knock the entire school down and demolish it all and build from the ground up. And that's what we did. Um, that was the most rewarding. And I think the one deployment that will stick with me the rest of my life when we finally cut that ribbon and every there was about 500 students that came in and. I don't think there was a frown in that entire town. I mean, all those kids were screaming and happy and just smiling because they can go back to school now and be safe. That, that's so awesome. What what uh, what stands out to you about Operation Iraqi Freedom? That was an interesting time. Um, you know, at, at first when we were there, there was a lot of opposition because um, I don't think the Iraqi people realized that we were there to help. You know, as the months went on, you know, the, the local people really supported us and they were there to help and they you know as our role as cbs what we did is is very similar we were helping out with orphanages trying to get power restored we did some work in hospitals um anything to help you know the humanitarian humanitarian mission that we were there for uh you could see a lot of the local people just really appreciative of what we were actually doing for them hey so uh, if you're thinking about world traveler one of one of my wife uh is a bahanovich and the, as you may know the the yugoslavian and slavonian culture in Biloxi especially is pretty significant here in coastal Mississippi. And our, her grandparents came here from Croatia. And um, so anyway, I, we've spent some time over there and I can't help, you know, the, the, the Greece, the time you spent in Greece, is kind of similar because it's from that, from that part of the world. Uh, did you enjoy your time in Greece? Oh, absolutely. I loved it. That was my, uh, my second deployment. Um, if they would have kept me there for 20 years, I would have, I would have stayed there the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in love with that country. I mean, just the, the Mediterranean lifestyle there was unbelievable. I fell in love with it, man. We we spent time in uh, when we were in Croatia. We went up to uh, to Dubrovnik. Spent a lot of time in Split. Went off to the islands. 
uh, off the coast of Brock and uh, Havar. Um, but it was, you know, I had something in my mind before we went. And then after I got there, it was completely different than what I expected. It was just beautiful. And the people were so amazing. And, um, you know, I just love that part of the world. Can't wait to go back. We hope to bring our, our family back there at some point for sure. Um, so, uh, how do you like coastal Mississippi? I love it. Um, honestly, when I moved down here, I was 18 years old. Um, I didn't really know what to expect coming from New York, but it was a very, very different cultural change for me. Uh, but over the years, I absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, the temperature is, is perfect. It's a little cool today, but it's not snowing. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, yeah, just the general atmosphere and, and people are just amazing down here. I love it. Yeah, it's interesting. I have a son who, um, who works for Pricewaterhouse in New York and He's, he's actually out west now, but uh, you see, you know, on the news, the storms are coming through that area right now. So probably, you know, it, it may be cool, but it's not it's not what they're experiencing up there at this point in time. But, you know, you, you, it's so interesting to see so many people who come here from around the world who are brought here via the, the their military assignments. So many of them choose to stay here and they you know play a role in the community and whatever. What do you think you're going to do when you when you retire? You know, Ricky, I'm really not too sure. Um, being selected to chief really changed my perspective on a lot of things right now. So I'm kind of taking it day by day. I'm not opposed to staying down here again. Like I said, I've been down here for 20 years. Um, so I've kind of grown roots. I, like I said, I really enjoy the area. Um, at this point, I really don't know. But if I stay, I'll be happy to stay and contribute to the community for sure. So in, uh, in the short time we have left, how do you see your job changing now that you've got this new position at the CB base? That's a good question. So I see my role changing into more of a leadership and maybe mentorship role to some of the people that work for me. Um, and, and just trying to be that person that I always looked up to, I want to be that person for them. Um, a little bit more of maybe a management side. Uh, but yeah, just more, more of that leadership mentorship role than I have had in the past. Well, look, uh, we're running out of time, but uh, it's been a real genuine pleasure. I, I, and I thank uh, Brian Lamar for introducing us. Um, you know, you're a, you're a great testament to the, to the quality of the people we have here in coastal Mississippi. There's so much we can learn from you. And I, I appreciate your service. I'm thrilled that you've been promoted and that we'll be able to have you still in the military making your contribution here, not only to the, uh, to, to the work that you do, but also in the community. So this has been uh, Justin Urban, and uh, it's, it's been a ter- just a terrific visit, visit, Justin. I hope you have a great day. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the time, Ricky. You too. Okay. When we come back, we'll have Lynn Fitch, the Attorney General for the State of Mississippi. Broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios, this is Coast View, View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.